used to sit with my dad in the garage The sawdust, that pine saw in the moss Around every spring, when the winter thaw We'd huddle around the radio, twist the broken knob 7.10 a.m., no KJR Daily House's voice would echo throughout the yard Couldn't have been older than 10, but to me and my friends The voice on the other end might as well have been God's 1995 the division series, Eggers at to bat, bottom of the 11th inning, got the whole town listening, swung on and belted, the words distorted, Joy Core round third, here comes Griffey, the throw to the place, not in time, my oh my, the Mariners win it, yes, fireworks, they lit up that ceiling in the kingdom, we had just made history. Second first ever edition, Hot Takes Corner Baseball Podcast, uh, and we got a uh, good thing going here. Guys, uh, joining me right now, uh, let's go up north of the border, and uh, let's introduce Ray. How's things going today, buddy? How are you doing, buddy? And good, and to our south uh, of uh, Podcast Central here in Minnesota, where I am, uh, we have Amos down in Georgia. How are you doing? Hey, what's up? Everything's going good. Yeah, you're the guy that kind of got this started. Uh, Amos, responsible for the three of us even knowing each other when you started streaming uh, MLB The Show on Twitch a few years back. So we're going to have a whole bunch of stuff to talk about, and uh, I think we'll do it by going from league to league, division to division. We'll be starting in the National League East. Uh, We saw a struggling Washington Nationals team battling the Philadelphia Phillies over the weekend. They're currently in a stretch uh, again against the Phillies. Uh, Guys, what's your take on the East and uh, we'll be going to specific players as well from the, the Nationals. And uh, we're going to start with Amos. Yep. Uh, you, you know, I, I like the National League East. Uh, I'm loving who's winning right now because it's a team that no one expected to be up there. They expected it to be the Nationals division to, to run away with it. And, it, you know, these other teams were just going to be left in the dust. And the funny thing is they said the closest rival – to the Nationals was going to be the Mets, and yeah, they started off good, but after that, the wheels are they've fallen off the bridge, and they're still falling. So um, now you got now you got to wonder if they're going to hit the reset button or not. But um, it, it's it's amazing that the 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 Nationals are playing like they are, but the Braves and Phillies are just playing way better than them right now. Okay, Ray, what's your take uh, on a general look on the East, I guess? Surprising. Very surprising. I think, in my opinion, most surprising division in baseball. I mean, who would have thought Braves would be first? Phil- Phillies, I think everybody expected, you know, not as good as they're doing. But I, I expected top three. But Washington, miss- I mean, they're not going to for sure, but a chance to miss the playoffs. I, I think – it's a good division. I just I'm I'm surprised Atlanta and Philly are playing so much better than Washington. I'm gonna have Amos uh, look up the standings there, and uh, my comment on it is that uh, we got the Nationals, and <laughs> you're going from a guy like Bryce Harper in a contract year, and uh, they got a lot of things to think about. Uh, 19-year-old phenom by the name of Juan Soto is there now, and uh, <laughs> maybe he's the new Harper, and maybe uh, the Nationals are going to keep in things and get something from a Harper uh, departure as far as, you know, money they're going to be able to spend. Uh, but uh, Amos, did you get those standings? Yeah, I do. Uh, we got, uh, uh, as of right now, this ain't counting any of the games that have gone on today. If by some chance any of them have went final, I don't think they have. But, no, Philly, Washington uh, just started, I believe. Gotcha. So first place, you got the Atlanta Braves at 45 and 34. You got uh, the Phillies in second, two and a half games back at 42 and 36. Behind them, you got the Nationals. They are three and a half games back at 41 and 37. And then you have the two disaster dumpster fire teams, uh, the New York Mets at 32 and 46. They are 12 and a half back. And then you got the uh, Marlins at 32 and 50. Uh, and what, what can we say about those guys, huh? <laughs> the Mets? I, I mean, I have an opinion about the Mets. You guys don't mind me cutting in for a Please. I think, the, well, as 
it was brought to my attention, almost brought to my attention today. The Mets are saying they're going to fire sale everything. Mm-hmm. Guys like DeGrom, which I think it's kind of ridiculous. The guy's got a 169 ERA, five wins. That tells you the kind of season the Mets are having. Yeah. And, yeah, and they, the Marlins? Well, the Marlins are doing what I expected. Everybody did, I think. I mean, they just they ripped the entire team apart. It's really sad when you think about it because before they um, just completely blew it up from the inside out. I mean, I understand why they did it, but mm-hmm. if they would have had a couple of just starting pitcher signings in the offseason, they could have been a contender. Yeah, a couple of those. Chad Smith, uh, I noticed, uh, was kind of holding things together okay for them. Uh, not familiar with too many of their other guys or anything, but uh, I guess we'll see when it comes to the National League East. Uh, now to the specific topics. Uh, Bryce Harper, does he get the money he wants? Uh, we'll uh, look at those stats uh, right now if you got them in front of you guys. Uh, I know he's nine, was 19 home runs. Let me check up his RBI. Average is 219 as of going into yeah. today. Going into today, he was... 219 with 19 home runs. I got to check his RBIs. He's got uh, 46 RBIs. Okay, there you go. So 219, 19 home run, 46 RBI. A team like the Yankees, we know is going to throw the money at him. They're going to pay him what he wants because the Yankees want the home runs. I don't, I mean, Stanton's not a high average guy. They are more than willing to pay him what he wants. Now, is he good? He's locked in how much now for as far as time? Eight years, I believe. Okay. Or no, a, no, it's, 13. It's quite a big contract. I believe it's 13 years Miami signed him. Oh, wow. Okay. So he will be there quite a while unless they change. Oh, he's going to finish his career in New York. <laughs> Probably. Did not know that. Good info. Yeah, that's, that's quite a big salary dump. Well, it's the reason Miami was so willing to just dump him off to anybody, right? They right. wanted to get rid of the money. But, uh, you know, you got another few stats here on Harper, uh, if I could read them off real quick. Yeah, go ahead. He's got uh, – he's played in 77 games this year, uh, 269 at-bats. He has 77 strikeouts. So, 77 strikeouts in 77 games. He's averaging a strikeout a game uh, when it comes to that. And then he does have good walks. He's got 60 walks, which is pretty good. But uh, I, I just don't see – I don't see where – I'm going to feel bad for whichever team throws this money at him because maybe it's looking at one season, you know, maybe it's just an off season, but I just, it makes me wonder if he's going to burn out too quick. Yeah. And that kind of leads us to this uh, whole Harper issue with a swing problem. He seems to have uh, going to listen to a clip from uh, down a little podcast of baseball tonight with Buster only uh, where he talks with analyst Jessica Mendoza about the Harper spot. It's one particular type of pitch in one particular part of the strike zone. Yeah, I mean, you look at his swing, his built, and it's so powerful, obviously. But a big part of that power is the torque that he creates that really pulls him towards the first base side. And I think it works when he gets kind of that bat lag, not to get too too baseball nerdy on, on you, but like when he kind of gets that lag with his bat, it allows at least his upper half, because he's so powerful, to stay through the ball and hit it to left. And even when we saw him last, even earlier this season, Kevin Long had really emphasized, hey, almost break it down to like an 80% part of that swing. So like you have so much power, so much torque, maybe slow it down enough to where you can drive the ball to left field, opposite field, um, in, in a powerful way by hitting pitches that are away, by hitting breaking balls, basically anything that's not middle in. And since we've last seen him, where I've seen the biggest struggle, and, and granted, I think there's a whole mentality there that's at the, the forefront of all of this. And I think anytime you want to try harder, you go back and revert back to what you do. And for him, it's just it's pulling off the ball, as simple as that. But you look at the success of, you know, I was watching Sonny Gray throw to him, the other night, and literally it was like 10 consecutive pitches, Buster, that were, I mean, we're talking on the outside, like inch of the plate to off the plate, whether it was a breaking ball, a fastball, it, it didn't matter. They did not get anywhere close, not only, of course, to the middle of the plate, but even anything in her half. And it's clear to me that that is going to be the philosophy to throw him until he starts being able to stay on the ball and drive it opposite field. And then uh, Ray, uh, just hearing that, uh, you came up with some uh, other things to say, uh, what they said about that swing. Very, he's not a, well, as you can see from his swing, a guy that swings that hard, we know what he's doing. He's aiming fence every time. 
Okay. That's not a that's not an average swing. That's a that's a guy who's in my opinion, he's a selfish selfish type player with that mm-hmm. kind of swing. I mean, he's a home run guy. He's more of a how high can his stats be? In my books, I mean, everybody's got their opinion about him, but that's my opinion. It's just a very pull-heavy swing. It's, I mean, he still hits it opposite field, but it's very pull-heavy like that. All right, Amos, uh, you, you know, I know you got those heavy takes on Bryce Harper. Uh, what do you got to say about him? He's got a very violent swing. Uh, I'll give him that. Like It, it kind of reminds me of Nomar Mazar's swing a little bit when it comes to what he's aiming for, and I think Ray's absolutely right. When he goes up there, you know, he wants to, he wants to hit it over the wall, which – you know, uh, on that aspect, you can't blame them. But if you're down by two and you got runners in scoring position, or if you're down by one and you got the bases loaded, yeah, a grand slam would be great. But how about getting the lead first, and then we worry about, you know, mm-hmm. how about just putting the ball in play first, and then uh, not getting thrown out every time you argue a strike. Yeah, I think I think it's unanimous uh, with me as well. I look at the guy and I look at some of the things that have happened with him. Uh, Papelbon, for instance, the thing a couple was a couple years back now, I think, when he wasn't running and he got after him. And mm-hmm. yeah, the guy's attitude's got to change if uh, he's gonna really get the fans that should be turning out to watch him play and not the people that think he's just a god or something. But see, it, may, it makes you think like, would he fit into the Yankees with that kind of attitude, too? Okay, good, being point. the way their organization is, right? Mm-hmm. Pride, That's... a lot of pride. That's the thing where I can see maybe the Yankees aren't are reluctant to throw the money and sign him so quickly. Excellent point. All right, let's move on. Uh, NL Central, and uh, we didn't have any specific talk, topics for this week, but as the weeks go by, we'll uh, we'll choose some. And I guess uh, just starting with uh, Ray on that, uh, and we'll look at the standings as well. If somebody's got them handy. Head. <laughs> uh, yeah, you got Milwaukee sitting. Top of the division, 46. This is obviously not going into the games today. Or this is going into the games, not including them. Milwaukee, 46 and 33. Chicago Cubs are sitting at 44 and 35, sitting two games back. St. Louis is 42 and 37, four games back. And then Pittsburgh, they're sitting eight and a half back. Cincinnati's 12 and a half back. So obviously the bottom two teams count out, but I think it's the most exciting division in baseball. Quite interesting. Uh, Or at least I'll have more to see. How about the Brewers later on, uh, Amos? Uh, th- this is a very complicated division to look at. Um, you've got three very solid teams. Uh, you got Pittsburgh that they kind of pulled a Mets. You know, they're pulling a Mets. It started off really good, and now they're just kind of slipping a little bit. Uh, eight and a half back. I wouldn't exactly count them out yet, but it's really hard to count them in if you if you get what I'm saying. They're they're definitely not a better team than the Cardinals or mm-hmm. the Cubs or the Brewers. And at this point, I think. Um, the Brewers are probably one of the best teams in the National League right now, period. Yeah. Hands down, yeah. I have to agree. I agree with yeah, that. I'm actually shocked 100%. to even see the Cardinals are in this <laughs> in this right now from uh, the play that I have uh, caught from them and on the highlights and everything. What did you say? They're only three and a half at uh, the time of this recording? Four? Okay. No, four. Four back. But, yeah. Kind of surprising to me there. It's uh, that but, miracle pull of prospects, man. Probably. <laughs> It's just St. Louis over the years, does not matter what team they have, they yeah. just don't go away. They're always there. No matter who's on their roster, who's not. They just they don't seem to be out of yeah. the division range. Well, time of this uh, recording, uh, we see the Cubs on a West Coast swing. Uh, they'll be coming back home against my twins here this week, uh, weekend as we record this, but uh, they're against the Dodgers. Uh, anything uh, you're seeing? I know you've watched uh, the game last night, uh, Amos, and today yeah. too, or? I did watch it today, and their starting pitching needs to figure out what's wrong. John Lester is the only one that's consistent right now. I, I watched Kyle Hendricks pitch mm-hmm. last night, and his stuff was not breaking the way it should. He was walking a lot of batters. He was starting off in 2-0 and o counts, and when you're facing a hot team like L.A., you can't do that. Mm-hmm. And for those who don't know, Kyle Hendricks only tops out at about 88 to 89 miles per hour. Mm-hmm. He relies on movement and painting those corners. But when he can't do that, he walks a lot of people. And I think right now he's just in a stage where he's losing that, and it's costing him dearly. Um, along with Quintana, you know, he's the same way. Uh, I don't think Quintana's a total loss yet. I really don't. But uh, he, he's also having the same issues of walking a lot of people and his stuff not breaking uh, like it should be. And um, Chatwood has just been a just a major disappointment so far. I'm hoping he'll turn it around because they got him for three years. So let's hope he – he, he fans out, but 
he just got activated off the paternity or yeah the paternity list today so we'll see how that works out and you darvish is man i i don't <laughs> even know where to start he's he's a bust i mean i know it's way too early to say that but he's a bust he's hurt he you know they he had a rehab assignment the other day and now they're saying he's got pain in the shoulder again yeah. so now they got to reevaluate that so i just I, I don't know what to expect from this starting rotation you know and Hopefully, as they get healthy, they can get, be better again. But I think right now they're just hanging on for dear life. Got about a minute to the left uh, in this uh, NL Central. Anything to add, uh, Ray, that you see in the NL Central? I have to agree with everything Amos just said about the, C- the Cubs. The one thing I do have to ask him, since he is the Cub fan, do you think Ian Happ was kind of overhyped? I feel like he was overhyped. He's not producing – how they said he's going to be like, you know, the next great Chicago Cub outfielder. You, you know, I mean, I know this is going to sound very biased for me to say because, like you said, I'm the Cubs guy. But I don't think he was overhyped per se. I think he's still growing. Um, he's playing every position, it seems like. Uh, he, he plays the outfield. They had him playing at first yesterday. Mm. Temporarily had him playing at third today, and he made a great play. Like, even Nolan Arenado would be shaking his head like, damn, man. Yes. But um, – you know, he's, he's mm-hmm. that power switch hitter. Yes, he does strike out a lot. But I think once he finds his timing, once he cuts down on his K rate, I think he'll be pretty good if he's not traded by then. But, oh, uh, so you're, you're seeing something uh, in the future uh, of, of the moving outfielder? It's a possibility. I mean, uh, I'm not sure how much Zobris has got left on his contract, but it's a pretty – Is it one year? One year, doesn't it? might he? be one year. I think it was one. I think I signed him for three. Okay. He could be the Zobrist because he's a switch hitter. Uh-huh. He can play a lot of positions. Um, so, I mean, who knows? That could be the plan. Um, but they do All have right. a crowded outfield right now. Do, do you think Do you think Ooh, Schwarber stays yes, in the outfield absolutely. too? Yeah. Yeah. I know. I, I, I agree. I don't think he's the catcher. I don't think he is a catcher. That, like, they wanted him yeah. to be. I think it was a good move putting him in the outfield. He's, he's definitely shown his worth. All right. And we'll hear more uh, – from you, of course, in the weeks to come, and that's uh, what's cool about having a Cubs fan in this podcast. We can really get a, a good uh, focus into them since uh, Ray and I don't get to really see them on a regular basis. Uh, all right, let's mm-hmm. uh, we got time to move on to the NL West, and uh, let's see. We are starting with Amos, uh, and you said it was a hard one to kind of analyze. Yeah, I'll, I'll keep it as short as I can. The best way I can describe the NL West is a crapshoot right now. Um, even though Colorado's at 38 mm-hmm. 42, I wouldn't count them out um, because they're only eight and a half back. Excuse me. You got Arizona uh, leading the division right now. Robbie Ray just came off injury, so we'll see how he performs, if they can get that starting pitching back going. Um, and, it, you know, who knows what these teams are going to do at the trade deadline. Uh, the Dodgers are catching fire. Their starting pitchers are getting healthy. Rich Hill is back. Hanta Maeda's back. Uh, Kershaw's back. And he did pretty good today. Um, so we'll see. Um, we'll, we'll see how he does, make sure he doesn't have any more injuries. And then the Giants, not even realized this, but uh, I totally forgot about the fact that Cueto's been hurt yep. and Samarge has been hurt. Mm-hmm. And here they are at 42 and 39, only five games out. Um so they're going to be a very interesting team to watch, you know, with Longoria out, McCutcheon's been doing all right. And then, uh, uh, you know, Buster Posey and Brandon Belt, someone who's yeah. not talked about enough, he's carrying the load. Uh, but it's, it's a crapshoot right now. Uh, I think it honestly, whoever wins this division is going to be determined at the trade deadline. Oh, interesting thought. And uh, yeah, I mean, looking at Arizona too, you, you kind of wonder what, <laughs> what they're going to do. Uh, a lot of rumblings and stuff. And uh I think their manager, Tori Lavella, is a little bit in love with uh, a couple of his players. And uh, I, I take him as kind of a chemistry-type guy from the things that I, I've read about uh, mm-hmm. Lavello's style. Uh, Ray, any takes on the West? Uh, I I got to say, watch out for the Dodgers. Something just – it's it's the Dodgers. Something tells me they're going to catch fire. Just I think they're going to pass Arizona, win the division still. Everybody's saying, oh, you know, Chase Utley at second base. They can't do much. But Kike Hernandez, great year. Surprises got all around. A lot of surprise. I mean, Kershaw seems to be healthy if so I, far. Oh, sorry. Ch- Turner's back. Turner's back. He's healthy. He, he's good when he's healthy. 
If I could tack on one more little bit, um, I read today uh, from a source from MLB's website that uh, the uh, Dodgers are the leading candidate for a trade for Manny Machado. Okay. I also heard their possible j destination. We had too. Phillies, we had from Dodgers, Toronto. I guess they were talking. Yeah. If that happens, you don't forget about it. The Yankees, but I can't, I can't see Toronto trading happening yeah. in the division, though. That's another interesting uh, take on on that. And we'll get to the AL East in a bit. Uh, actually, maybe right now. Yeah, let's move to the American League uh, Eastern Division. <laughs> the two best teams in baseball to me, the Yankees and Boston. We stick with the uh, Yankees for now. I have the top seven home run totals for individuals on that team. It's Judge, Stanton, Sanchez, Torres, Gregorius, Andujar, and Hicks. They're all double digits. They're on pace to slightly surpass the 97 Seattle Mariners, who had 264 home runs uh, for the single-season record. The Bronx Bombers projected to hit 273 at the pace they're launching them. Uh, thoughts on that, guys? I'll start with Amos. Uh, strong division, man. This this is this is a very complicated division, and you're either in or you're out. There's no in-between. Um, and uh, with that big – they got a big series coming up this weekend, Boston and the Yankees do. Ooh. So uh, that'll be fun to watch. So, you know, I think that'll be a good test of uh, which team is actually better. Um, but uh, it, it's – you kind of feel bad for the other three teams in there. Yeah. Uh, Baltimore is – is there's nothing going right with that organization right now, and it sucks to see. And Tampa Bay's trying. They really are, but they're not – you know, they've won five in a row, but they're still 39-40. They're not even come close to – making the playoffs and then uh, I'll, you know, I'll let Ray describe Toronto, but yeah, we'll let him describe uh, <laughs> Toronto, but I will say about the Rays, that second wild card, that second wild card, watch out. Yeah. But uh, yeah, Ray, how about those, uh, those Jays, man? I'm sorry. I, I was one of the foolish Toronto fans that bought into, you know, all the, Oh, you know, they're going to be a good team. The problem with the, the team is we can't stay healthy. They just can't. Aaron Sanchez injured. Josh Donaldson has missed half the season. Marcus Stroman injured. We, if we had have had a fully healthy team, I, I, nowhere near competing for the division. Nobody's competing with New York, Boston. But I still think we would have won a wild card. I just, I think it's time they got to strip it and they got to rebuild it. Look at our farm. We got Vlad Jr., Bo Bichette, Kevin yeah. Biggio, Sean Reed Foley. We've got, we got so much. So such a big surplus of prospects, it, it, but I, yeah, I, I gotta say it's time. Yeah, so uh, again, what's the status of Donaldson? Remind us. There's no chance in the division. All right, so he'll be gone. You thinking, or what are you thinking on him, Donaldson? Yep. Uh, not well. Now with the setback, we're another. He's out another three weeks with the injury. Okay. There's no way anybody's going to take him now. I think he might maybe qualifying, maybe get him super cheap next year. Okay. Kind of like a, a maybe Bautista situation, although he, of course, you know, we know it didn't work out. Uh, but, yeah, that's some interesting stuff in the American League uh, East. And, uh, again, we look at the great home run hitting teams going back to the, the Yankees. Uh, and we got so much of the history. 97 Mariners finishing with the ALS title, losing 3-1 to in the ALDS to Baltimore. 2005 Rangers, 260 bombs, finishing four games below 500, third place. 96 Royals, 257 Jacks, finishing second to AL Rookie of the Year, Derek Jeter and the Yankees, losing three games to one the ALCS against them. Uh, 2010 Jays, Foray, sent out 257 homers, finishing fourth with an 85-77 record. I went through this entire list and all the way through the bottom that they had, the 99 Pirates, and we don't have any World Series winners out of that. So should be interesting. Oh, yeah. We'll, we'll see. How is. Houston's going to be their biggest test. I, uh, it's just that pitching. I don't think anybody's getting past that starter, starting pitching. And I'm hearing the rumblings of Houston possibly is looking at Zach Britton from Baltimore. If they get him, that's oh, humongous. Oh, God. That's humongous if they get him. Wow. So uh, right around the league average in defensive categories for the Yankees, uh, you mentioned the pitching, third in the majors in ERA behind the Astros and Cubs, only 76 home runs given up, 10 below the league average of 86, and uh, battling the Cubs for second in hits allowed. So pretty good, yeah. And you mentioned Machado and Britain for the 
the Orioles and trade rumblings, uh, Britain not looking so great coming back for them, but uh, too early to, to be a concern probably, I think. I'm thinking, what do you think? Everything right now for Britain is just a stock improvement. Yeah. You know, he's he's not going to be in Baltimore next year. Manny Machado's not going to be in Baltimore next year. So, I, I think that everything between now and the trade deadline is just improving their stock. I got to say, I think it's just going to be a pro, like, they're going to be prospect loaded trade for him type thing. All right, let's move on uh, to the AL Central. Uh, anybody got the standings for that in front of them? I think. Yes, I do actually. By, right how much? I can't even remember. Cleveland's <laughs> got uh, Cleveland's forty-four and thirty-five, eight and a half game lead on Minnesota, who's thirty-four and forty-two. There's Twins are now second place. You got to be kidding me. Yeah, they're a game up on Detroit. <laughs> Detroit's thirty-six and forty-six. <laughs> it's it's to me it's the most boring division. Oh, in the what leagues. a dumpster fire that division is. <laughs> Two teams with under 30 wins in that division. Is Kansas City the second worst team? Kansas City is 25 and 55 right now. Yeah, jeez. Crazy. I mean, I'll I'll even say this right now. I'll give the White Sox a chance yet after the All-Star break. <laughs> the way they've, they've shown some streaks, I'm going to give them a chance. It's just ridiculous, this division. Uh, if the Indians don't have Kluber... Lindor and Ramirez, uh, where the hell would they be right now? <laughs> I, I still expected more than 44 wins at this point. By right. Well, they, they started was... off really slow. That's true. They did. They did. I, I don't know why they did, but they did. And now they're getting their pieces back. And, uh, you know, this is this is the end of the line for the rest of the division. You know, nobody in the AL Central is going to make it to the playoffs besides Cleveland. Yeah. Basically, I'd agree. Yeah, I'd have to agree with that. What you right, sad well, to see? I, I wanted to see Minnesota get a second chance. Ah, uh, yeah, and the, you know the the tradition for them is they go about about every other year, or if they if they do have you know guys like they did with Maurer and Morneau back in the day, they'll go a couple of years in a row, and you know, <laughs> but but uh, yeah, a, a pretty big rebuilding project uh, continues uh, in the Twin Cities and. Uh, uh, they just need more of these prospects that they've uh, been having come up just work out better, uh, more or less. Uh, Sano is just uh, very, uh, very not so good right now. <laughs> and I know in our, in our first uh, try at this podcast, uh, Ray had mentioned Byung-Ho Park, you know, guys like him that just kind of went away. Uh, twins can't see guys like Sano just go away like that. Uh, mm. Otherwise, they're going to be seeing the bottom for I, I, it's, it's funny because I thought, you know, they talked Park up big. I thought he was going to be, oh, it's going to be like, you know, half decent, maybe take over for more. No, doesn't look like it's so much anymore. <laughs> Definitely not. Uh, okay, let's move on uh, to our final American League uh, division, the West. Uh, interesting team this year in the LA Angels of Anaheim. Uh, we're going to start, though, uh, talking to Amos about uh, the Houston Astros. What are you thinking of those guys, huh? Uh, give them the title. I mean, these guys are, these guys are, they're improving on their win total at this point last year. I think I heard them say they had only 51 wins at this point last year and they're at 54 now. So, you know, as if you think this team couldn't get any better, you know, uh, they, they did announce they put Correa on the 10 day DL today because of back issues, but that's not going to hurt them that much. I mean, this no. team still got power up and down the lineup. They they're so stuck. Yeah. And mm-hmm. just, Justin Verlander, Charlie Morton, these guys are, you know, even though Keiko is struggling right now, I think he got beat up again the other yeah, night. But he did. It, it's, it just shows you some – you could have a little portion of your team struggling, and these guys are still ramping off win after win after win. So, Like even, even last year, their bullpen, okay, wasn't a great bullpen. If they can land the guy like Britain, that's, that's just, type <laughs> stuff, maybe. If he's gonna speak. That's just, that that's like hand them, hand those guys the AL pennant if they're going to land Britain. Possibly, but uh, right now they have Carlos Correa back injury. I didn't know if you heard today, so we'll see how that works out. But a couple guys will fill a gap, I'm sure. Uh, but wanted to talk more about the Angels uh, story developing. I think people need to be aware of and keep watch of, and that's the season that Mike Trout's putting together. Some of the numbers uh, heading into Sunday, he had 6.6 wins above replacement. 
which is ridiculous. Uh, 464 on base percentage, uh, OBPS 1.134, 62 runs scored, 23 home runs, reaching base 157 times. He's been intentionally walked a league leading 10 times. Uh, don't know if he's going to do the bonds thing necessarily, but, but still, you know, that's a pretty respected guy pretty much. Uh, some thoughts on Shout. Let's toss it first to Ray. I mean, do, do we expect anything else out of him? There's no, there's no season where he's not putting up MVP. Not what, maybe his first year in the league. That's about it, yeah. That's it. For for me, the thing for me is, I know his contract's going to be done. I don't think he's going to stay there. It's it's sort of like a Roy Halladay in Toronto type thing. You know, Halladay wanted to be here, wanted to stay. But they weren't showing that they're gonna win. I mean, yeah, I understand. Angels added this, added a few guys. Still not enough to get yeah, them over. Definitely not the two thousand two edition that kind of scrambled back into things. Uh, Amos, your thoughts on Trout? Oh man, uh, just uh, I mean, I'm gonna issue a challenge to everyone listening. Tell me a better player in baseball right now. Mm, nice. You know, or how about in the last year? Or you know, how about in the last two years? I mean, it's Mike Trout. I mean, it's. It, I don't. I don't even know what I can say about him. I mean, he's amazing. Twenty-three homers, forty-eight RBIs. He deserves the Harper money, mm-hmm. not Bryce Harper. You know, I, mm-hmm. I, I just even though he's hurt. I mean, I think he's back in the lineup finally at DH. But even though he's hurt, there's no one that's really even properly close to him and average and uh, home runs. So it, he he's the golden boy of baseball. He's the face of baseball. Don't at me, you know, he's he's going to continue to be good. He's only 26, and That's I big. think I, I'm trying to find his totals here on his home runs and everything, uh, but right now he's sitting at 23 homers and 48 RBIs, uh, 13 stolen bases, which is pretty yeah. good for someone like him. You know, five he's tool. a five-tool player, yeah. yeah, exactly, and he's living up to the hype, mm-hmm. something that you don't see a lot of. You know, I mean, yeah, you got people that come up like, oh, he's going to be great, and then they're good for a while, and then they die off. Trout has been good since he's been up. And to say this about him, he's one of the lead guys uh, from what I've read that went after uh, management to go get a guy like Shohei Otani. And we go back to, I hate to badmouth Harper, but, man, he wouldn't do something like that, would he? I don't know. Probably not. (laughs) I mean, I don't know if that's on him or management, but probably not. I don't Ray. even know if the Nationals put an offer in for Otani. So, Ray, any more thoughts on uh, on that uh, Harper versus Trout? No, Amos said it pretty well. I mean, there is no comparison to me. All all Harper does is hit home runs. Trout does. I agree, and uh, we'll we'll see how that plays out with uh, the money and and how that plays out in the offseason. Uh, so, yeah, let's discuss that guy because we got a few more minutes in our main uh, topics. We uh, wonder if Shoei Otani could be the be- next Babe Ruth, uh, kind of at the beginning of the year that was the hype. But now we've got injuries happening. And today, and I'm glad to, we had another day to, to look at uh, Shoei Otani. So it's because stuff is happening. He had a reevaluation, and uh, another one will be coming in three more weeks. They're going to put him on a slow hitting program. In another three weeks, they're going to decide on the pitching part of it. Grade two sprain of the ulnar collateral ligament in his right or, or throwing elbow, but he's been taking one-handed swings uh, from, of course, his uh, left uh, from the left side. So, uh, any uh, thoughts uh, as we start uh, on Otani? Talking about Otani. We'll go to Amos first. Oh man. Uh... I want him to succeed. You know, he's supposed to be the next big thing in baseball. And he, he's good for baseball if he succeeds. Um, I don't think personally he's been delivering on the pitching side. But, you know, as a hitter, he seems like he's getting better. Uh, he seems like he's reading pitches. He's not giving, you know, the half ass attempts of going up there and just taking pitches and that's it. You know, he's working counts. He's hitting for home runs, which is already surprising. But he's also hitting for doubles and, you know, just regular – hits and extra base hits. Um, but it's, it's, I'm, I'm worried that the angels are going to rush this. I know they probably won't, but you just, it, you got possibly, you know, a, a once of a generation player here. And 
you know, that temptation mm-hmm. to rush them back on the field, especially since you want to stay in the race is there. Um, but the guy's already had two injections, including one before he even stepped foot on <clears throat> a major league ballpark. So it, it makes me wonder at 23 years old, you know, mm-hmm. is he going to stay healthy? You know, because that's the big question. And, How much of his career, exactly. Right. You know, because if he stays healthy, I think he could be good. I, I really do think he'll be great. And then the Angels will have the two best players mm-hmm. in baseball. But uh, time will tell. Ready? I think Otani, they got to pick one thing, pitcher hit. Shouldn't be doing both. It's People say, you know, oh, Babe Ruth did it. This guy did a different time, different game. Much different game. Well, again, uh, they're looking at maybe Tommy John and, and you know, what that has done to, to players in their career. Some of them don't bounce back. But see, if, if if he goes for the Tommy John, I think that's it for his pitching. you got to keep him as a DH or an outfielder, whatever they want to do. Could play in minor league rehab games I mean, uh, as soon as the three weeks, but yeah. You're 23 and you've already had two plasma injections done. Before he even started playing in MLB, he had an injection. That's the problem. I just you got to pick one or the other, pitcher or hitter. Well, he was batting two eighty nine with a nine oh seven uh, OPS, six homers in thirty four games uh, before this injury happened. Yeah. And according to a Forbes magazine article I read uh, back on the last Friday, the twenty second, I believe, or it believed Otani left over a hundred million dollars on the table. Whereas if he'd waited two two seasons. Instead of inking a six-year deal with the Angels, he could have been a free agent commanding record deals if things, of course, had gone the correct direction. Uh, I like, though, a story I heard about a guy offering to do a painting of him pitching with the Angels. Otani instead tells the guy, I want you to paint me my new home, which means Angels Stadium. That tells me the guy's a total team player. Yeah, that's in, that's see, that, that tells you the type of character he has. So, I do like that, and... Time will tell, and like Amos says, yeah, we all probably want the guy to succeed, but yeah, it's going to be tough, as you said, Ray. Uh, Ray, can you uh, introduce our uh, one of our topics, I mean, uh, closing topics here, and uh, that is our uh, surprise teams. Actually, I wasn't going to start with Amos. Let's, let's start with Amos. Right uh, I was fine with Ray going first, but... Oh, okay. Well, whoever. <laughs> <laughs> no. Um, I'll make mine quick. I got one from each league here. Uh, right. One of them shouldn't be a big surprise. The other one, I'm surprised that they're here, but it's good to see them. So starting in the AL, my surprise team of the year is the Oakland Athletics out of the AL West. Uh, right now they're 44-38 and 38, uh, with a team that you didn't know how they were going to do. Uh, and hopefully Billy Bean or, or uh, you know, hopefully they don't break up the team, you know, yeah. because uh, they've got something good going here. Sean Manea with a perfect game already this season for the team, and he's – Pitching very well. Um, you got Triggs, who's who, who's getting better, uh, and then you got former Nationals closer Trinian as their closer, and uh, he's perfect so far. Uh, then you got that offense. I mean, tell me if you've heard of these people before this year: Matt Olson, Matt Chapman. Uh, you know, you might have heard of Jed Laurie. Not sure, but you know, you got them. Chris Davis, who's finding his power. This is a very well-rounded team. And uh, they are 10 games back, and I don't think they're going to win the division, but seven games back of the wild card. So okay. I think they're still in it. Yeah. And it just depends on how they play and what they do at the trade deadline, if they yeah. even do anything. But um, th- that, that was an easy pick for me, that the, the A's are the surprise team. In the do, you, do you think the A's are on track for the second wild card, do you think? Or are you, are you, are you leaning other directions right now? I. If they do second wild card's going to be their best um, because whoever oh, yeah, wins the AL East is going to get that first wild card. Yeah. Right. Ray? Yeah. My surprise team? Uh, I'm going to go over NL. No, I'm going to stick AL actually. Angels. I'm surprised the Angels are as low. Right, as we stand right now, mm-hmm. 41 and 40, sitting behind Oakland, oh. third, behind Seattle, who's 51 and 31. I, I thought the Angels yeah. expected more. They got Pujols, mm-hmm. Cozart, Trout, Simmons, Upton, Kinsler. You got six guys right there. Six. Yeah. Those are six good players. And then you had the Otani. The whole thing of Otani's was a good pitcher. I just, I'm surprised that with the power they have, that they're so 
sub, almost subpar. They are subpar team. I, I have to agree that that is a pretty big surprise as you look at the standings. And uh, I'm sticking with the National League for my surprise team uh, with the Milwaukee Brewers, uh, seven game win streak in late April, mm-hmm. uh, huge enough to give them confidence they could contend. Uh, they're seeming to keep injuries short term if they get them, which I'll give uh, full credit to my cousin, Dr. Mark Needfelt on the staff of the team physician over there. Uh, guys like Domingo Santana and Jesus Aguiar on uh, Mr. Uh, Amos's fantasy team, surprising some people. Uh, as is a pitching staff led by longtime Rocky uh, Chasen, in my opinion, the most under-radar, under-the-radar closer in the making in baseball, Josh Hader, too. Amos, you had an- another team I think you had mentioned uh, the first take we did on this. Uh, yeah, I'll, I'll keep it short. Um, the Atlanta Braves, 45 and 34. Uh, as I said earlier, we thought, you know, a lot of people thought it was going to be the Nationals division to uh, over in the NL East. They thought it was just going to be the Nationals running away with it. Run away. Everybody yeah, thought Washington correct, but run away with The Braves it. have come up strong. And not only have they come up strong, but their prospects are coming up big. Acuna and uh, uh, Ozzy Albies is, is still doing very well. Freddie Freeman is having a great year at first base. Uh, you know, and then you got Nick Marcakis, one of the highest uh, averages in the league right now. Um, along with that pitching staff that no one, you know, was they, no one thought they were going to do anything. But Mike fulton is stepping up. Sean Newcomb is stepping up. Uh, they had another gentleman up, but I think they just sent him back down because of space because Julio Tehran came back. But uh, at 45 and 34, the Braves are looking pretty solid. But uh, once again, we'll just have to see what they do at the trade deadline. Yeah, it's going to be huge. The only – and I, I need to okay. chime in here. Can we focus on who the GM is in <laughs> that's, that's why they are. Huh? That yep. guy from up north that built so much, right? Why they are where they are. They got Anthopolis, and he took another team where they need to he's be. He's doing great. He's doing really good. Maybe he's the next Theo Epstein. We'll see. We'll see. All right. Uh, we're going to move on to our all-star topic. Uh, kind of winding down the show here. Uh, we start in uh, the American League. Uh, I'm going to throw out uh, my team, I guess. Uh, we got Wilson Ramos catching for me. Uh, 292 with 11 home runs, 39 RBI. At first base, I'm going to go with Mitch Moreland here. He's hit 298, has 11 homers and 40 RBI. Uh, I think we'll probably be unanimous. Jose Altuve at second, 345, seven homers, 41 ribbies, and 12 steals as of this recording. Shortstop, Francisco Lindor, 292, 19 homers, 44 RBI, 10 steals. Jose Ramirez at third, 292, 23 homers, 52 ribbies, and 12 steals. Outfielding got Judge at 277, 20 homers, 52 ribbies, 4 steals. Trout, 324, 23, 48, and 13. Rosario, 315, 17, 50, and 6. And then for my pitching uh, starters, we'll have Justin Verlander, Corey Kluber, uh, Severino, and Sale I'm going to go with. And then my relievers, uh, relievers we've got uh, Trinan, Diaz, Kimbrell, and I'm going with Joe Jimenez of the Tigers uh, on my all-star pitching staff. Uh, who wants to go next? Uh, I can I can go with mine. I'll go with my AL team. Catcher, I got Wilson Ramos. First base, Jose Abreu with the White Sox. Second base, of course, highest average in MLB, 345, Jose Altuve. Third base, I'm going Alex Bregman. Shortstop, Manny Machado. Outfield, Mookie Betts. Outfield, this is another one. It's a little surprising to some people. I think he's having a great year. Eddie yeah. Rosario from the Twins. And then I've got my third outfielder, I mean, it's almost a shame if you don't vote for him, you shouldn't be voting. Mike Trout. And then my starters, I got Justin Verlander, a guy who I think is having another fantastic year, Trevor Bauer from Cleveland, 244 ERA. Luis Severino, Charlie Morton. For my relievers, I've got Keone Kella from the Rangers, Craig Kimbrell, Cody Allen. And then as the closer, I actually have Edwin Diaz from Seattle. Outstanding year, 29 saves. I think he's our unanimous closer. Uh, Amos, what do you got, though, on paper there, buddy? Yeah, here's what I got for my AL. Around the diamond, you got first base, Jose Abreu. Probably one of the only things going right for the White Sox this year. (laughs) Uh, Second base, Jose Altuve. That's a Uh, no-brainer. Third base, I've got – oh, I'm sorry. Shortstop, Manny Machado, because why not? (laughs) You know, the fact that he could switch from third to shortstop and still be very good is, should should 
should say something. And then uh, third base, I'm going with Jose Ramirez from the Indians, uh, one of the team lead uh, leaders in home runs. Um, very underrated, doesn't get talked about enough. Uh, patrol in the outfield. Oh, I'm sorry. And at catcher, I've got Wilson Ramos. So AL catching scene is kind of weak this year. But uh, Wilson Ramos is not weak. He's probably one of the strongest catchers out there. Uh, patrol in the outfield, mm-hmm. I got J.D. Martinez, Mike Trout, and Aaron Judge. Uh, just like what all three of those guys are doing. I mean, you might as well just eliminate everyone else in center field. Mike Trout's going to be there for a while. Um, starting pitching, I have Corey Kluber, the K-man, the, uh, the, the guy that has the nastiest slider <laughs> probably in the game next to Chris Sale. But uh, then you got Justin Verlander, another great year from the vet. Uh, Luis Severino from the Yankees. They're, uh, in my opinion, they're bona fide ace. And then uh, a pitcher that's not talked about enough, Blake Snell from the Tampa Bay Rays. He's 10 and 4. Mm. 10 and 4 good with a 2.3 ERA. Yeah. 113 strikeouts and 101 innings pitch. He is the only pitcher on the Rays to have double digit wins as of right now. So okay. not Chris Archer, but him. Uh, backing him up yeah. in the bullpen, I got Chad Green, Lou Trevino, and uh, Hector Rondon, former Cub, now Astro. Seems like he's found his home there. And uh, as mentioned before, the closing pitcher is Edwin Diaz. Just phenomenal what this kid's doing. Yeah, yeah. that's unanimous, I think. Just phenomenal. But that's my AO. Good picks. All right, let's uh, start with National League, and uh, Amos, go for that. All right, sure. Um, Around the diamond on that one, I got Freddie Freeman at first. That was a tough one to call, but I think I'm going to go with Freddie. Scooter Jeanette at second base, uh, Nolan Arenado at third base, and Trevor Story at shortstop. Um, With uh, JT Real Muto behind the plate, a catcher, I just like what he's doing on a team that's just – (laughs) <laughs> As we mentioned earlier, dumpster fire. Um, then in the outfield, we got Matt Kemp, who's returning back to his glory, at least for now. Ender Inciarte in center and Nick Markakis in right. Um, as for pitching, my starters, I've got Max Scherzer for the Nationals, John Lester for the Cubs, Aaron Nola, who's really turned his season around for the Phillies, and uh, Sean Newcomb for the Braves, the, the lefty that's been stepping up, as I mentioned earlier. And then backing them up in the bullpen, we got the fireballer Josh Hader, Adam Adovino, and Yoshisha Hirano. Boy, I hope I didn't butcher that name. But uh, I'm going to say something before you finish. Very kudos to Amos for being able to pull that off. (laughs) You have no idea how I'm going to sit here trying to figure out how to say that name, but. uh, I think you probably you probably like hooked. What was that? What was that thing? Google Translator. <laughs> I need that. Right. But uh, he he's got some good stats, and I I don't know if he'll actually make it, but he deserves a, at least a look at. And then for the closer, I went with Sean Doolittle. Okay, let me. Uh, I guess I'll chime in with mine now. Yeah. So catcher, I got my boy. Couldn't pick him. Couldn't not pick him, no matter what his stats are. Buster Posey, uh, first base. Freddie Freeman, fantastic season. Second base, got Scooter Jeanette. Third base, very, very overlooked player. Eugenio Suarez of Cincinnati. 301 average, yeah. 16 home, 8 RBI. Outfield, Matt Kemp, resurgence this year for sure. Nick Markakis, Derek Dietrich, 303 average, 11 home, 30 RBI. Shortstop, I got Brandon Crawford. Not only is he hitting well, yeah. one of the best defensive guys I I've seen defense. You got to think about defense too. Yeah. And then for my pitching starters, I got John Lester, Max Scherzer, Aaron Nola, and Jake DeGrom on a bad team. It's a shame. Five wins, 169 ERA. My relievers, I got Wade Davis, Kenley Jansen, Hunter Strickland, who went down, stepped up. And then this guy's also overlooked, I find, because he's on a team. Brad Hand of San Diego. Yeah. 22 saves, 275 ERA. I wonder if he'll get traded. I think I have so. No idea what his contract is. Yeah, um, that just occurred to me. <laughs> yeah, I mean that. I think that could be another guy. Possibly Houston looks at might cost you a lot less than. Uh, might cost you less prospect wise. Maybe be able to get away with you know some kind of MLB guys. Yeah, good point. 
All right, uh, Real Moto, I got to go with him as a, a catcher, a 308 average. <laughs> the guy can just, you know, get hits. Uh, first base, Freddie Freeman, uh, three, hitting 318. Uh, 336 hitter at second in uh, Scooter Gannett. We got Nolan Arenado at third at three, hitting 314. Uh, the only guy below 300 on my infield is Trevor Story hitting 267, but he's got 16 bombs and 58 rebbies. Uh, outfield, I love the Matt Kemp pick. Uh, he is one of the glue guys holding the Dodgers together for sure. Uh, Starling Marte, I've got in my center field spot hitting 267. Uh, another center fielder, but I'll keep him in right, uh, is Charlie Blackman, 279 with 14 home runs. Uh Got to mention, though, uh, Taylor of the Nationals with uh, 23 steals. Mm-hmm. Uh, just to rub another thing in Harper's face about guys that perform. Uh, starting pitching, Max Scherzer, Aaron Nola. Uh, I also like the DeGrom pick, but, man, five wins. It's unreal. Uh, Miles McCullis is my fourth starter for the Cardinals. Maybe that's the reason they're not too far back right now. Uh, we have Josh Hader in the bullpen with Adovino. Uh, I like Kirby Yates, actually, as my Padres Reliever. Is that your road to the show? Guy. Uh, no. <laughs> Sounds like a road to the show. He just gets show. a lot of holds and sets up bread hand quite nicely there. And we got uh, Tony Watson uh, for my Giants uh, guy, I guess. Uh, slightly over a guy on my fantasy team, Archie Bradley, who's been doing a fantastic job setting up for them. Did you? I'm sure everybody heard the Bradley story. I'm not going to mention it because children could listen, but. I'm, did you guys hear? <laughs> yeah, we want to keep this family. Friendly. Yeah, that was that was a funny story. You'll have to share that off air with me, though. I don't know if I know what you're talking about, but we will. Uh, so I guess that about wraps up our show, uh, guys. Thanks uh, for talking about it and uh, talking about it twice. Actually, we <laughs> we did. Yeah. But um, until next time, we'll have a lot of things uh, to consider and watch as it goes on. Any final comments? Uh, it was fun. Love doing this. Love to keep doing it with you guys. Hopefully we get some people love listening to it. Looking forward to the next time, boys. Yeah, uh, I hey, hope much? we keep it rolling. Uh, if, you, if, you, if you're listening to this, uh, we hope you keep listening. We hope for uh, some feedback, good or bad, hopefully good. But uh, just remember, all these are opinions and not facts when it comes to uh, <laughs> yeah. great none ideas. Of this, none yeah, of it is factual. This is just our, our opinions on things. But uh, it's our hot takes corner, yeah. baby. Yeah. So let's uh, we'll we'll keep we'll keep the show rolling.